Welcome back to Source Code, Decipher's weekly security news podcast. The State Department said it will offer rewards for more information for the Conti Group, with the FBI calling Conti the costliest strain of ransomware ever documented. U.S. authorities will pay up to $10 million for information leading to the identification or location of key Conti leaders, and up to $5 million for information leading to the arrest or conviction of owners, operators, and affiliates associated with the ransomware-as-a-service group. According to the FBI, the group and its affiliates have hit hundreds of victims over the past two years, including 1,000 victims as of January, with payouts exceeding $150 million. John Bombanek, principal threat hunter at Netton Rich, said Conti continues to pose a big threat for enterprises. So I found it interesting, right, the State Department is using its uh, organized crime bureau uh, to pursue these bounties. Uh, and that organization with the State Department doesn't really initiate its own actions. It's requested on the arms of other parts of the federal government. So, you know, for narcotics, it would be the DEA. For organized crime, it might be the FBI, uh, so on and so forth. So um, the federal government's looking for ways to tackle these kind of things. Uh, and sometimes it's, hey, let's repurpose existing tools, which is which is what this is. Um, I don't think that we're going to see any real major changes in the cybercrime ecosystem because of this one specific action. Um, identifying people for prosecution is important, but it's so very rare we actually get arrests when these criminals operate outside of friendly jurisdictions. So we've, uh, with another ransomware family, we've had a um, an arrest in the UK, right? That's an easy country for us to work with in the United States, but with so many operating in, say, the Russian Federation, and we're not exactly on warm terms right now, um, you know, getting somebody on the top 10 FBI most wanted list is, it's not nothing, but it's a consolation prize. So we do need to get better. Uh, but really, I think where the State Department could go uh, and, and really emerge in leadership is, uh, now that they've named uh, or going through the appointment process of a cybersecurity ambassador, that's somebody who can work with high levels of other foreign governments to actually get the governmental action needed to start prosecuting these individuals and bringing them, bringing them to justice. Because right now, uh, depending on where you live, crime does pay on the Internet. In other news, cybersecurity agencies from the U.S., the U.K., Australia, Canada, and New Zealand are warning that cybercriminals are increasingly targeting managed service providers, or MSPs, in an attempt to compromise their downstream customers. While no specific incidents were mentioned as part of the Wednesday advisory, previously actors have targeted MSPs because they have trusted network connectivity and privileged access to customer systems. The U.S. Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency said MSPs and their customers should have transparent discussions around how sensitive data is secured and whether MSP customer contracts identify ownership of security roles and responsibilities. Finally, researchers found a sophisticated post-exploitation framework being deployed on Microsoft Exchange server instances to perform credential harvesting and other malicious activities, 
on companies across the technology, academic, and government sectors. The framework, which researchers call Ice Apple, contains 18 separate modules that remain under active development in order to evade detection, including capabilities for credential harvesting, file and directory deletion, and data exfiltration. Param Singh, Vice President of Falcon Overwatch at CrowdStrike, explains more. This week, the CrowdStrike Overwatch team released a research paper on a new sophisticated .NET post-exploitation framework that we named ISAPL. The targeted intrusions where we saw adversaries use this framework mostly aligns with China Nexus and state-sponsored collection requirements. But at this time, we haven't attributed ISAPL to a named threat actor. ISAPL is deployed with an intention of executing stealthy and long-running campaigns. We have hunted down this framework across multiple victim environments in different geographical locations and across technology, academic, and government sectors. ISAPL is primarily deployed on Microsoft Exchange Server instances, but it is capable of running on any IS web application. In our threat hunts, we discovered 18 distinct modules with functionality ranging from reconnaissance, create, read, update, delete files, exfiltrate data, and harvest credentials. The framework is under active development where we saw adversaries add new features and evade detection. The framework also uses multiple techniques to evade its detection. For example, all its files on disk are named similar to temporary IIS files. Because of its modular design, all files are only few kilobytes in size. All modules are encrypted on disk and decrypted in memory only when executed. Some modules use Microsoft native APIs rather than developer-friendly APIs, indicating that it is developed by an adversary with deep knowledge of inner working of both Microsoft OS and IS software. All these evasion techniques suggest that the framework is designed for intelligence collection and aligns with the targeted state-sponsored mission. Thanks for listening in to this week's Source Code Podcast. While you were hacking the planet.